Hey, homebodies. Welcome back to the Introvert City Podcast, where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. I'm Karina. And I'm Seth. And today, we have a little bit of an interesting episode planned. We do. This is super homebody niche. Super introvert, doom-scrolling niche. Yes. And of course, we're talking about Reddit. Reddit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but... I can spend, unfortunately, hours getting sucked into Reddit debates and uh, trying to figure out who's the bad guy in this scenario. Yeah. (laughs) I probably spend half my time on TikTok is just watching through Minecraft parkour uh, Reddit uh, videos. Right. That's half half of my time on YouTube. Okay. (laughs) This this video is a little almost in vain of our biddies. It's a little more of a fun one, but sure. we kind of want to talk about a couple of our favorite. Because yeah. just recently, I watched one that just made me really angry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to react to that today. <clears throat> so for any of you who are not familiarized with Reddit, Reddit is a discussion-based, almost like Twitter, but a lot more discussion and sub-discussion-based type of social media platform. Certain things called subreddits, moderators are there. It's very, very anonymous as compared to a lot of our social media sources. So that's often why you find a lot more interesting stuff on Reddit. Oh yeah, people are so (laughs) honest on Reddit because they know they'll never get caught. No, yeah. But that's kind of the beauty though of Reddit too. You never also know when any of these stories are real or fake or when whether they're elaborate or what they could possibly be or who the person behind it even is. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's basically what Reddit is. I use dark mode. I don't know about anybody else, but I use dark mode. What's the difference? Well, it's just the words. So the background is dark. Oh, so it's like an iPhone dark mode. Yeah. Okay. I, I use dark mode on, on Reddit, that's all. But anyway, now that you guys have a bit of an idea of what Reddit could be, some of the famous things are like Ask Reddit. Another famous one that I know you and I enjoy reacting to is called Am I the Butthole or Am I the yeah. A-hole? We're not going to, you know, this is a Christian also- podcast. <laughs> but I'm sure you can guess. And basically what people do is they have a story or they have a scenario that happened to them and they'll post the story. Obviously, you don't use anybody's real name and you say, this is what happened. I don't know if I'm in the wrong. It's basically up to your viewers, up to your audience mm-hmm. to judge you and to decide whether or not you were in the wrong, whether or not you yeah. were the bum hole. Let's, yeah. let's go with that one. To keep it safe. We're yeah. family friendly, guys. Yeah. In particular, the story we want to talk about today has to do with a father mm-hmm. and his daughter, or I don't know if it's his stepdaughter or his actual daughter, but basically this story, this was one of the most upsetting Reddits for me because it was so frustrating and like delusional yeah because sometimes you have a hard time deciding if someone is actually in the wrong yeah i'm pretty sure there's options on reddit like there's an option of everybody sucks or the option of everybody sucks there's the nta there's yeah everybody's in bum right (laughs) (laughs) so it's like there's options that you can choose of who's in the wrong and exactly and sometimes it's really difficult sometimes you're like i don't know like this was wrong but it can be justified and sometimes it's straight up like it's like why'd you even post this right like, you, you know you are in in deep deep wrong like some of it is like oh am I the bum hole for hitting my girlfriend act after she stole the covers off of me when I was sleeping <laughs> why are you posting like this? why would you yeah y- yes your girlfriend's a victim and it makes um, me so sad when someone is so clearly not the bum hole but they think that they are yeah and they're like oh guys I think I'm in the wrong and I love when the the viewers kind of validate them and they're like yeah. you're fine yeah. you're not in the wrong like, so am I the bum hole for getting punched in the face yeah probably not yeah <laughs> I mean context <laughs> context context so basically in this story for kind of context father mother 
daughter. Father believes the daughter needs punishment. Mother doesn't necessarily believe she's a bit more free range. Let's keep going. So basically in the story, it's about this dad. It's from the perspective of a dad. He's like, am I the bumhole for um, punishing my daughter after years of not being punished? So at first when I read that, I'm like, oh, I mean, if your daughter wasn't punished and she, you know, she gets this, she deserves it, right? Yeah, no, this was one of the biggest you are the bumholes I've ever like watched on, on Reddit. Please, Phil. Easily. So basically it starts out with his dad talking about how he has a daughter. I forget if it's his stepdaughter or his like, you know, actual biological daughter, but he talks about how his daughter, she uh, never really got punished as a kid. And the mother has always been very free range and how he and her have always had kind of bouts and arguments about how to punish her and how they should punish her. Um, and he points out very bad examples, like maybe some of the stuff she's dressed or like she's come home after curfew a couple times, mm-hmm. which is like, you maybe should. But the thing, though, is that what he mentions multiple times is that she's a straight A student. She's a well-behaved kid. She works hard. She's in multiple AP classes. And she also has a job in which she paid for her own car. Keep that in mind. That, that's the important bit. So basically, one day, he's at home, he gets a mail a mail notice in the mail that says, your daughter is in trouble of failing physics, or of doing what, poorly in physics. And so when she comes home, he talks to her and is like, hey, so uh, what's going on with this class in physics? And she's like, it's just, it's really hard, and I'm working really, really hard right now from the daughter, because, you know, she has a job, she has multiple AP classes, and she's already a straight-A student, she's just struggling a little bit. So then the father says to her, well, sometimes your best isn't good enough. Mm-mm. And you need to get your stuff, insert word, together. Actual words that were said in the Reddit story. Oh, and he says, okay. and she got really upset at me and raised her voice at me and then walked away. And he said, wow, well, when she raised her voice at me, it sent me into a rage. He said, so there's a car that she bought for herself off Craigslist. Nothing super fancy, but she bought it for herself after working very hard at her part-time job while she's doing school. So what he does, guess what this fool does? What does this fool do? He sells the car. He get, oh. Or not sells it, he junks the car. He gets someone to come tow the car, Jeez. and he has his daughter watch the car get towed away. Wow. And when she's like, what's going on? He tells her, this is what happens. You've never been punished, so this time you get punished. And so now for the past eight years, his daughter has not talked to him. And he says that he still feels he's in the right and he doesn't regret what he did, even if it ruined his relationship with his daughter. Okay. Converse. Okay. (laughs) So, oh my gosh, so many thoughts at once. Here's the thing, <laughs> like I think parents are allowed to give big consequences like that if there's a, if it's a serious situation. For example, my dad would always um, tell this story to my brothers of like, you know, there's this guy on YouTube who his son was addicted to playing video games into his 20s and he never got a job. So his dad took all of his video games out in the street and ran them over. That is justified, I think, because your son yeah. is addicted to video games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was a constant pattern. This man admitted that his daughter was a straight-A student her entire life. Yeah. He admitted that. Well-behaved, well-mannered, super smart, hardworking. So, and it's not like she was even rebellious and decided to act against him or act against her parents. She just got a bad grade after trying to get a good grade. She said, I did my best. And he said, your best isn't good enough? No, yeah, for sure. After she has proven multiple times that she's a good student, you know what she should have done? What? Gotten her a tutor. 
maybe talked to her about it a little bit more, comforted her. But no, he instead went for the most egregious consequence. Do you know, was this a like a B or like a, an F? Not that it matters, but I mean, it kind of does. What do you mean? The grade. Was it a, how bad was the I, grade? It's, he says that she was failing it, okay. which is like. She failed the class? She was in tr- trouble of failing it. Okay. And if, it takes a lot for a child to come up to their parent and say, hey, I'm feeling this, but I'm doing my best. Like, this is really hard for me, but yeah. I'm putting my all into it. And he still was like, your best isn't enough? To say that to your child, that is one, I saw a comment, like that is one of the easiest ways to get your child to give up. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, oh my God, if my parents ever said that to me, your best isn't good enough, then what am I supposed to do? Right. There's no other solution. <laughs> what that am is, I supposed to do? Sir, you are a big bumhole. No, yeah, he is for sure 100% No debate about that. Bumhole. The most upsetting part of it is, yeah, if she raised your, her voice at you, you could have punished her. But that's like a, I'm taking your phone for a week punishment, you know? You, you can't go out for the next week with your friend's punishment. Not a, I'm going to junk, not sell. I'm going to junk the car you bought with your own money oh after gosh. working and doing AP yeah. classes, your own job. Me and your mother didn't help you buy this at all. I'm going to actually get rid of it, even though it's not my car. You said that when you were giving the synopsis, didn't you say that she... Spent her money and bought yeah, the car. That's her car. The dad didn't buy the car for her. Like that, the car is not is not his at all. Wow, wow. And then at the end of it, he said like he didn't care if he if it and if you know it messed up the relationship with his daughter. He still feels he's right, which means that to this day, if say that was her senior year, mm-hmm. that she's like twenty six now, mm-hmm. probably is married, maybe has a kid, is living her life probably fine. And her father is refusing to just apologize, even if it means his daughter does not talk to him when he's so very much in the wrong. He actually said in the original post, he said, she completely ruined whatever relationship we had. She ruined it? She did it? Are you kidding me? Say that again. Oh my gosh, man. It's like, did he even read his own post before making it? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Realistically, what probably happened is that he probably had an argument with his wife and the daughter again. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you need to apologize. Then they didn't. So great first opening. Confirmed bumhole. Yeah, confirmed bumhole. Yes. All right, guys. So I did my own uh, share of searching for some of these. And I found one that I, I really like. And says you've never heard this one before. Mm. And you might be able to relate to it depending on your experiences. Let's see. So, am I the bumhole for embarrassing a woman at church? First of all, let me say that I, female, am not a huggy, huggy, kissy, kissy person. I don't like random people putting their hands on me. I don't even like to shake hands because I've seen too many people picking their noses and extending their hands for a handshake. Most people know how I feel and they respect my boundaries, but then this situation came up. There's a new woman at church who I had never seen before. Suddenly, one day, someone came up from behind me and gave me a bear hug. I jumped and told her not to do that because I don't like random people putting their hands on me. She said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I just love you so much that I have to hug. I said, how can you just love me so much when you've never seen me before? Just don't put your hands on me. The next week, she did it again. She came up and put a big bear hug on me, and I told her that I had asked her not to do that and to not do it again. She said, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. It won't happen again. 
Well, the third week, she did it again. I pushed her off me and said, if you don't stop doing that, I'm going to embarrass you very badly. I don't like it, and I don't want you touching me. Once again, the lame apologies, and she goes off to bear hug someone else. The next week, I made it a point to stick close to the pastor and some of the leadership. Sure enough, up comes the serial bear hugger, who again tried to put me in a bear hug, and I shouted, oh my gosh, get your hands off of me. She jumped back and said, what's wrong? And I said very sarcastically, I don't know where you've been. The pastor and leadership laughed, but she went away red-faced and very embarrassed. But she hasn't done it since. A couple of people at church told me that it was a bumhole move, but I've told them that she was bumhole because I had asked her numerous times not to put her hands on me and to respect my boundaries, but she kept on doing it. I've told them that she's lucky we were in a church instead of the street because I would have done a lot more than just yell. So am I the bumhole because I told her to keep her hands off me? What do you think? I mean, obviously, she's the the bumhole, the woman who was hugging. The woman who was hugging. Obviously. So not the writer. Yeah, I mean, you are a little bit of a bumhole just because instead of embarrassing her in front of people, you could have just, you know, gone up to the pastor and asked him. To yeah, like, ask know, for a third party. You know, or maybe find a friend of hers or a husband to be like, can you just tell her to, you know, not hug me? But ultimately, yeah, she should have. Not everybody. One thing you got to learn is that for the most part, you're pretty fine with hugging most people in church, but not everyone always wants a hug right away. And they might eventually, but it's not up to you to decide when and making them more comfortable to where they can get a hug. Just trying to straight up hug them is probably not the thing that is going to make them the most comfortable, Mm -hmm. especially if they've never met you. And you've never said a word more, and the first time you're interacting, you're giving them a hug. Yeah. I agree. I think that the writer is not the bumhole. I think the lady who didn't respect the boundaries, like, how are you going to forget that three times? Mm -hmm. You know? Although, I do think the first time she asked was a little bit, not the 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 writer. The writer, I feel like the first time she set the boundary, at least from this context, seemed a little bit harsh, in my opinion. Like, the only context we're given is she says, so the lady hugs her, and she says she doesn't like that, and then the hugger says, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I just love you so much that I have to hug you. And then the writer responds by saying, how can you love me so much when I've never seen you before? Just don't put your hands on me. That's, I mean, if she's writing it exactly how it happened, I feel like that's a little bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, you could just say... I would just prefer if you didn't hug me. Exactly. You know, I think sometimes people, they feel that just because someone has invaded their personal space in a non, you know, in a non mean or rude way that they have the right to then kind of be however way they want because then they'll say, oh, well, then she shouldn't have touched me, but she just shouldn't have touched me. Yeah, but a person might understand what you're saying if you are a bit kinder. Sometimes people are petty. You don't know this woman could have been petty because you were so rude. You oh, know? that's true. So it's like sometimes you never want to, you know, do that type of stuff because that's I think you should always try and respond respectfully. You know, if she hugs you, you know, be be like, hey, um, listen, I'm happy to be here, too. But I would prefer if you just didn't put your hands on me. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. And maybe and that maybe is what like, she said. But we be just like, don't know. what's your name? You know, what's your name? Who yeah, are you? Keep the conversation going. Like, yeah. don't just end it after saying no to a hug and I mean you kind of have to have that headspace going into a church like churches are super huggy Mm. and you see someone familiar or you meet someone new 
Although I do think it should be talked about more. Like, if people don't feel comfortable being hugged, like, they should make that known. And people have boundaries, and boundaries need to be respected. Um, I just, from the context that she gave, I feel like she was a bit harsh at first in saying no. Um, but the the lady, the hugger, did kind of ask for it for the but embarrassment. But I, I wouldn't call the lady, though, an a-hole, a bumhole. I would just say that she's, like, a little annoying. To say that she's a, like... Sometimes they take it a little three too far. Times after after being told three times not to do it. Yeah, but to call her a to call anyone in the scenario a bumhole is just annoying. That's a little too far. This is like a all right, let's just not talk anymore type of like. Okay, know. I see. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the writer is a bumhole for setting boundaries. I also don't know if the hugger is a bumhole for hugging. She is a bumhole for not respecting boundaries. Yeah, I will say. Yeah. Let's leave it yeah. there. Okay. All right, so now we're going to move into a different little little area where you guys have one of the most popular um, subreddits on Reddit is Ask Reddit. So we're going to just ask a couple of the top ones recently, what what uh, just just our opinions on it. This should be entertaining. Forty three million uh, members, by the way, on this subreddit. So pick pick the good ones. Um, okay, so let me just look at some of uh, the top posts of this year. Okay. <clears throat> Have you ever listened to a person talk for less than a minute and known you were going to get along with that person or not get along with that person? What did they say? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. But I feel like I don't tell the person, oh, we're going to get along so great. No, yeah, for sure. Or, oh, we're not going to get along so great. Like, <laughs> you don't say that. Yeah. But yeah. you can definitely tell. I'll read this first response that this guy put. So he says... Yes, this guy uh, hopped into our Discord group a few months back, and he was a friend of a friend, but he didn't think to just add him on our server, nor to the group chat. We all hop into the call, and first thing he does is make some remarks that are very politically insensitive, and send some graphic photos, and made some inappropriate remarks. Didn't expect to meet someone and have him offend six people in the span of ten minutes. So yeah, wow. I <laughs> I think it also that's a bit of an extreme case. Yeah, a little extreme. <laughs> but it really depends on. I feel like everyone has their way of thinking about a first. Um, we talked about this a lot, I think a couple weeks ago, about having that first impression. Mm -hmm. And like, man, that's scary. That can be really scary. It is. But some people get so paranoid about how it'll go that they will say the most out-of-pocket, ridiculous things. And they'll start saying really out odd political stuff, you know, and say really, really, really right stuff yep. in a group of people where everyone has blue hair, you know? <laughs> um, or say really, really, really left-leaning stuff yeah. in a group full of a bunch of Ben Shapiro enjoyers, you know? It's true. So it, it, yeah. depending on, you know, you got you to gotta really read the room. You totally have to read the room. I was really, this is something that I look back upon and I'm a little bit embarrassed by, but my first year of Bible college, I didn't want to come off to people. So when I was in high school and I knew that I was going to go to a Bible college, obviously people at my public high school were like, kind of making fun of me like oh you're going to bible college whatever you must be like a not a deep thinker or whatever which is very offensive but I felt like when I got to bible college my freshman year I had to make it known that I could be smart I'm not just here because I have to be whatever like I want to be here and I would always bring up the fact that I went to public school like oh yeah I went to mm. public school I wasn't homeschooled I went to public school <laughs> so that people would know that like I made the conscious choice but I look back and I'm like, I didn't need to always be bringing that up to people. 
it, when you overthink your first impression, you end up embarrassing yourself. Hmm. So just be you. That's good. That's Get good that stuff. on a poster. Yeah. That's good stuff. For another question from Ask Reddit, this is a, uh, what is the worst music genre? Oh, I mean, <laughs> easily country. So hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So some of these people say, uh, this one guy said, my neighbors. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Someone said, uh, um, ska. We won't get into that. What's that? Um, What's ska? It's, it's very 90s. It's, it's not really a genre anymore. But um, and then this one person said, "What I think is interesting, there is no bad genre. There's just bad music." And I feel like that's pretty true. In most genres of music, no matter how odd it is, you can usually find something enjoyable about it. Now, of course, I've I haven't listened to absolutely every genre, but I'm pretty eclectic, so I like to think I know a, quite a bit about music. And I mean, in most genres. There's one thing you can respect about it. Like for me, metal, I'm never going to be a metal fan. That's just never going to happen. You know, it's like, but there's some songs that I'm like, this is decent. Mm-hmm. I can listen to this. Not, so it's like, I don't think it's a terrible genre, but it's like, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree that music is just so subjective. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and what I really love, someone else might not love, and it's not a mm-hmm. very satisfying answer, but... The reason that music is so special and so beautiful is because different people find different types of enjoyment and um, satisfaction out of it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. This one I think is cute. Mm -hmm. What words are better than I love you? Okay, this is great. But does does he mean like what what words mean I love you that you can put in place of I love you? Words that like touch you more than... Someone saying, I love you, you know? But this still one says, communicate the message of love? Yeah, like this first response is, I'm proud of you, son. That's going to make me cry. Aww. Do you have any? Um, this is the person said I brought some food. Uh, <laughs> That's I, I, <laughs> so annoying. For me, I love when someone says I love you, but something I really love, something I really, really love is when someone says something like, that was really, really good cool what you just said you sounded really smart when they compliment like your when words like, <laughs> like when so, like there was one time we me and you were at a group and some and i said a big word and they were like that's what that where i've never heard that word before you must know like and i was like <laughs> excuse me yeah no when people compliment your words it feels really good mm-hmm. or some my friend told me that i have a really nice voice and that i should do asmr i don't know if that's true because sometimes i listen to my voice and i'm like mm-hmm. but that was a cool compliment I also um, love when people com- um, compliment features that aren't normally complimented. Yeah. So one time, actually, a friend of ours who worked at the job we met at complimented my teeth one time and was like, you have nice teeth. I hope that's not weird, but you have really nice teeth. And I was like, thank you. Like that actually, mm. I don't know. I was thinking about it for the rest of the night. Like, do I actually have really nice teeth? Do people notice mm. my teeth? Like, She I, does. She does. Yeah, it's very nice one. But then I, I was thinking about very it. Pretty. And like, don't say it like that. <laughs> Literally. Literally? Because like if someone says like, oh, I don't know. I like your outfit. Like that's a great compliment. But when someone says something that is kind of out of the ordinary, it makes you really think about it and appreciative of that. 
and I, and I also think for me too, like I really, really enjoy when someone says like, you can talk to me or tell me about it. Like That's just like, that's so nice when someone is actually listening to you and wants to like know more. There has to be an authenticity mm-hmm. though. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of people will say, you can totally talk to me anytime. Like just text me. That's a lot of people say or that. Or when someone says, you're not crazy. Oh man, that, that's just like, like you, that what hits you feel me is hard, normal. you know? Yeah, they're, they're, and they're like, trust me, you're not crazy. You yeah, know? it's... And I know we've talked about this, like, it's not always right to say, I completely get you, but it is nice when someone says, trust me when I tell you this, you're not crazy, because it's happened to me as well. That is mm. very reassuring. And that just, like, that grabs you from, like, the heartstrings. It's always the godly spiritual mentor. <laughs> Saying that, that feels great. Okay. A stranger knocks on your door asking for help. He's been shot and needs medical attention. Why did you say it so cheery? <laughs> what do you do? Okay, really quick. I'm going to say what I would do first. Okay, go ahead. So first of all, I'm just a bit of like a stickler. And I am a bit of like, I'm a bit, um, I'm a good guy, I think. But I think also I very much, it depends on where I am. Like... If I'm in like a, if I'm, if say it's my own apartment, right, and I live alone, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll let him in. But if it's like I'm at home and like my mom is there, maybe you're home, maybe a friend's home, what I probably will do is like I'll tell you guys probably to like call, like call 911 immediately, you know? Because I don't, and I I don't know for sure if I would let him necessarily in, because there's also a lot of tricks when people are like, "Help! I've been shot!" and then you know your kids get trafficked. Wait, Um, so you would let him in if you were alone? If I was alone, I wouldn't care as much about letting him in and seeing what's wrong. But that's even worse. If there's no one around, he could take advantage of you if you're alone. No, yeah, but the thing is that if I'm like with you and something happens. That's on me because I let him in. But then and now, because only ba- when I'm alone, only my life is in danger. When you, my mom, my sisters, my father, whoever, my grandparents, if they're around me and I have the power to open the door and I let him in, now everyone else's life, that's, that's, that's on me. You know what I mean? So it's like if I'm home alone, sure, like I I'll just... have more of a chance of letting him in because only my life is in danger. Whereas if your home, then that's where I'm like, eh, I don't know. It also depends on how bad the shot is. Like, if his hand is just on his arm and he's like, I've been shot, I need help, then I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But if, like, you can see that he's obviously bleeding really badly from, like, his stomach, then, yeah, I'll probably just let him in because I can't have this dude die on my doorstep. And also, you know, I don't want this dude to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. Like, if there's a visible wound... Yeah, you can come in and rest. Someone said, uh, I'll post it on Reddit and ask what I should do. <laughs> Imagine that actually happened to the guy who posted that question. And he's like, guys, tell me what I should do. I, I agree with your response. See, this one's, this guy this guy here said, in what scenario has he actually been, has he, in the scenario, has he actually been shot or is he just knocking on your door saying, I need help, open the door and let me in the house? In the hypothetical scenario, I'd help him, but in real life, I'd lock him out and call the cops because 75% chance he's probably a home invader. Because that's kind of the scary thing. That is like, scary. Like, you got to think that this, is, that this is before you actually open the door, right? 
Someone knocks on the door and he says, help, help, I've been shot. I need help. Can I come inside? That's a bit of a different story. In that case, you know, I don't know. You, you got to think if you even want to open the door at all, you know, mm-hmm. because, of course, like if this was years and years ago, maybe. But like in today's society, when we know all the stuff we know, and this is not about not just helping anyone or whatever, but it's also about the fact that like you got to think about who you're protecting. That's why I said if I'm home alone, you know, that's different because I only have my life to worry about. Whereas if I have you or, you know, it's in the future, we have kids. That's a different story because now because now if he comes in and he does something, now I now your life right. I also have to worry about. You know, so it's not just like a thing where it's like I can I have the luxury of being like, well, if I die, you know, I die. But it's like if I die, now maybe he'll kill you and so that's like a, you know, or even just kidnap or just rob from us, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like I I think I think Opening the door is what really depends. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Yeah. That was great. This was a fun one. I like. It was. I I I think there's a danger in going on Reddit yourself and doom scrolling and reading all these stories. So it, I I always prefer to to listen to people talk about Reddit stories. What so. time of day do you guys doom scroll? I do it at two a.m. Seriously? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it is always at night. You shouldn't do it at night. I know, but you actually shouldn't really do it at all. So, I mean, <laughs> you're the one who brought it up. So. <laughs> I'm talking about Reddit doom scrolling. Yeah, it can be different than TikTok doom scrolling because at least with Reddit, you actually are paying attention. But TikTok, anyway. I get on scary TikTok at night, but it's so addictive. I don't know why you do that. And then you put your headphones in and your room is yeah. dark and then you call yeah. me. You're like, I think there's an alternate in my room. Literally, I never call you crying. <laughs> Literally, you do. <laughs> but I do get, there was one night that I called you and I was like, your Man, own fault. I'm so scared. It's your own fault. <laughs> I can't Have get you opened your Bible? Okay, then. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Anyway. You can find us on Instagram. My Instagram is at Karina underscore B04. You can find me at it's underscore D-N-E-Y-L. And, of course, Introvert City is at the underscore introvert underscore city. And, guys, we started consistently posting on TikTok. Yes. Finally. So, please give us a follow on there as well. And you can find our Facebook at the, un- the Introvert City. Yeah. We love you all, and we'll be back. Oh, I didn't even tell them. We're going to start releasing bi-weekly episodes instead of weekly. Yes. It's just going to be easier on us, prevent burnout, mm-hmm. um, also give us more time to discuss topics and prepare. So, yes. yeah, with that being said, we'll Bye-bye. see you all in two weeks. Bye, homebodies. Bye. <laughs>